Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Better be there pronto. Chop up, man. Shout out to the Chop Up Nation. Everybody tuned in. It's George Lee, a.k.a. Conscious Lee. Don't forget to leave. GeorgeLeeSpeaks.com, man. Every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central. Conscious Conversations on my YouTube channel. But tonight, we're on the Chop Up of who I'm with. Hey, it's your girl, Toya G. Happy to be with y'all another Monday night. Uh, shoot. Hey, it's getting cold outside. It's getting darker a little earlier. Getting mm -hmm. this, this sweater. It's hoodie. It's, it's uh, jogger weather. So hopefully y'all are adjusting uh, well because it's getting a little breezy out there. Definitely go. If y'all need some inspiration, motivation, check me out. Higher Definition, LEC. Uh, Higher Definition, LEC. Go ahead and check me out on uh, I'm on Instagram. I got some videos for you. I'm Toya GHD on TikTok. Got some little content for you. Just keep you pushing through week to week. I don't really post a whole lot, but what I post will get you through from Tuesday to Tuesday, from Wednesday to Wednesday. So I need y'all to go tap into that. Toya GHD on TikTok. Or a higher definition, LEC. That stands for Leadership and Empowerment Coaching, LEC. Go check that out on Instagram. Go God damn it. What up? And I am Damo, the political plug. Uh, I had, a, I was, I was, was like self exile from TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Not self exile. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm back in the game, though. I'm back yeah. in the game. Uh, find me on TikTok, Instagram, at the political plug. Uh, but, you know, you're always going to find me here on Mondays getting it in. I'm ready to do this. Let's do it. Let's have this conversation. Let's have this conversation, man. So we know uh, here recently, you feel me, uh, Robert Kelly went through a 6 weeks trial in Brooklyn, New York, and um, it concluded in him being found guilty, convicted of being guilty of uh, a whole bunch of charges and all the charges he was being facing from uh, I said he was being facing all the charges he was facing from uh, racketeering to sex trafficking to uh, uh, man it was it was it was it was a couple more than that you feel what I'm saying but um, I think that there's been a lot of sensational conversations about Lil Nas X and about targeting children and about alluring children and we know that uh, Robert Kelly called himself the Pied Piper of R&B. If y'all that don't know, Pied Piper of the R&B is, is a reference to a uh, European folklore of this dude, you feel me, that was literally using his uh, instrument, you feel me, creativity and, and, and talents to be able to lure children in to be able to talk about it, right? So what we what we, what, what we know is that when he was calling himself the Pied Piper of R&B, we was talking about luring children in. Uh, my question to y'all, though, do we find it ironic that a lot of the uh, Robert Kelly's supporters and people that say, I'm going to separate the man from the music. Uh, also, uh, people that is talking about the gay agenda, specifically Lil Nas X. Well, uh, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's, it's, it's a common contradiction in the ways in which uh, heteronormativity has a way of uh, compartmentalizing these things. Mm -hmm. Right, like one form of sexual, like sexual violence, has some type of excuse, while just a non-normative form of sexuality is immediately demonized. Right, so like you have like criminal actions, for example, a thirty-something-year-old, forty-something-year-old having sexual relations with someone under the age of eighteen, right, seventeen, sixteen, 
in R. Kelly's case, even younger than that. You feel me? We these things are not just socially unacceptable and demonized, but also illegal. However, because of its proximity to heteronormativity, there are ways that these things are then justified. Mm-hmm. There was a different time. The parents was allowing it to happen, right? It's only the heteronormative aspect of that relationship that, and oddly enough, I hate to say this, that's romanticized in a lot of like conservative black minds because it harkens back to a time when your grandparents was, your grandma, like my grandma, for example, was 16. Mm-hmm. My grandpa was like 19, 20, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. You feel me? So it harkens back, like, look, that's how the generation that we want to say that we need to get back to they did that type of shit, right? So yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, so that it, it creates it creates that uh, it, it, uh, that exception. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah, socially, we would say it's not okay for a person, a man of this age, to be sleeping or having any type of sexual contact with someone of this age. Mm-hmm. But the heteronormative nature, it's there. When it comes to homosexuality and, and, and non-normative, you know what I'm saying, uh, identity categories, they automatically hop on the, they pedophiles. They trying to rape the kids. They want to be in the, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it has yeah. everything to do with their understanding and relationship with uh, queer identity. You feel me? And so because R. Kelly fits within that, I mean, and he is a staple mm-hmm. to heteronormative sex. It, 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 it both people like, that's what they would say, right? Like R. Kelly is like, we make babies to our baby that's making. You here. Right? Yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? So like that's that relationship excuse all end up justifying and, and creating and, and even if it's like not all the way acceptable, it creates a defense. While anything that got to do with homosexuality, because it's queer, is immediately demonized. Let me, can I, I want to take what you're saying, plug, because I 1000% agree and take it a step further because this compartmentalization is a hell of a drug, right? I think that compartmentalization is is a hell of a drug. My God. (laughs) I think if more, and notice the key word y'all is more because if y'all been paying attention to these latest uh, versions, these latest iterations of this trial, you notice that the details have gotten rather thick in terms of people laying it all out and being crystal clear about what they were asked to do, what they facilitated, what they were forced to do. People on all, all vantage points of R. Kelly testified, period. And so when we talk about compartmentalization, I dare to believe more black people would be up in arms about this if the victims were not young women. Because because of the heteronormativity involved in it, there's always going to be a level of skepticism toward those fast tail girls, toward what they really wanted out of them, toward it. There's always going to be that air of that, even though we have literally parents coming out saying, no, this is what happened with my child, even though we have the victims coming out, it's always going to be that air of, but if it was little boys, and if most of the victims were young men, then things will be different. Now let's go ahead and backtrack. Notice I said most because it came out in this latest round, this latest trial that one of his victims, if not more, was a young man who mm. was underage. So where's mm. the outrage about that? If if, Talk- if Kelly would have been found to have abused a whole bunch of boys, then that would have fit into the model and the cliche of what then confirms a lot of masculinity and a lot of, so you just, you, little, you play with little boys, you play with little boys because it's young women. We don't have that same level of sensitivity, that same level of sympathy and that same level of time and airspace for what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. But where's the outrage? 
what, what? Why not give up on him when y'all find out that he assaulted a little boy? He's now he violates all of your heteronormative expectations, right? Mm-hmm. No, y'all skirt over that part, dismiss that part. Y'all focus on the parts y'all want to focus on because of the selectivity of it, and we move right around and brush right past that. So it's wild, right? That compartmentalization has a couple different levels and layers to it because one of those victims was a young man, but y'all still support him. Y'all still love him. Y'all still about R. Kelly. Don't that violate everything you believe in? Ain't that that shit? Ain't that that shit? In the A. Does that mean that does that mean that R. Kelly like low key was actually pushing a homosexual agenda? Was the hype was that hypersexual? Did that hypersexualization go both ways? If he was thinking about little girls, if he was thinking about (laughs) young women writing his music, then is it not possible he was always also singing about young men? If he was having those relationships, I mean, hey, y'all missed my joke. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all, y'all literally missed my joke, though. Y'all missed my go both ways joke. It go both. Get it? All right. Ah, All right. No. You know, even even Murphy Lee said, "I tell you something now, you think twice about it tomorrow." You had to give me a chance to go back and pick that up, and then I appreciate it. Go, go. Hey, but I will say that you know. Uh... Stupid. Robert was able to. I don't want to say Robert. I think that the way in which the details came about, specifically when his uh, 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 his experiences with you feel me abusing boys, you feel me or abusing this 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 boy, you feel me particularly. I think that there was a lot of compartmentalizing that came about when everybody was all over. You feel me? All the other details about about the R. Kelly, about all oh, they lying. The mama did this, and she wanted to get this, and she wanted to get that. I think that it said a lot, but. Just keeping the conversation though going in the name of compartmentalizing, right? Thank you, Chris. Hey, hey, Chris, hey Chris caught the joke right here. Chris caught the joke. <laughs> hey, well, but in the name of compartmentalizing though, to the comment section and to y'all, do y'all think this is in line with or contradictory to people being able to say, I can separate the man from the music, especially when we talk about people outlawing? People like JoJo Siwa's music or Lil Nas X music from the children because they are gay and they also make music. Um, you know, okay, so posit the question, posit the question one more time so I can make sure. The, yeah, I, the, I, the, the question is it ironic or is it in line? That's what she said. Compartmentalizing? Yeah. Them saying we can separate the man from the music when it comes to R. Kelly, but. No JoJo CY Lil Nas X to the kids because yes, it's in line, and I'll tell you why it's in line with these exceptions, right? With this exceptionalism that people are taking to R. Kelly, and that's because I'm not sure. And I love my people, I love black people, but I don't know what our line is. I I I I from the bottom of my soul, I love me and mine, and I know what my lines are, mm-hmm. but as a group, politically socially, internally, um, criminally. I don't know what the line is. And so it seems like just the level of general selectivity that niggas have, like, I just can't be shocked that some people are still riding with them. I saw a video of people, bunch of black women and some dudes outside of the courthouse today while he was found guilty of the federal crimes he was found guilty of today. Blasting R. Kelly music in the park, shouting you know, welcome the protest against his criminalization. And I was just like, what is the line? So, yeah, it's in line with everything that I've come to expect. And I say that sadly because it is the truth. 
Well, yeah, I think um, I, I I would have to agree. I think it's it's one of them things where there there's always some there's always something that somebody willing to justify. It, as long as they got a reason to like to defend it, because there's an attachment there, right? That they're not willing to give up, and. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. I'm not. I'm. I'm not putting the, the like the sexual violence attachment. You know what I'm saying on the R. Kelly, but you know, there's the nostalgia. There's the, the like we the, we have a different relationship with music and and black artists because of what they mean for our culture, like writ large, like how mm-hmm. like how they've impacted, like you know, like again, like removing R. Kelly's catalog from 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 like the black mix, it it, it leaves a hole. Just as like millennials. It, and this in the name of Space Jam too. Like, but I believe I can fly was pro- played at every graduation we had. Every graduation from kindergarten. I listen to in third grade, they played I believe I can fly every morning. Every morning. We we sang the we sang the uh, national anthem, the black guys. FBI. Chicken wings. Yeah. From McDonald's. But they didn't have them at Burger King. So I went to Mickey D's. <laughs> like, Come on, you know what I'm saying? So, you like, we're moving. He had a gospel career for a second. You saved me. You saved me. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I, yeah. Like, listen, I've listened Step to that song. Love. I've listened to that song and cry. I would. I reached. He looked over in the back seat. He could have died in that car accident. You know what I'm saying? So, it's hey, like, hey, to me, hey, to me, I think I, for me, I feel like I find it contradictory, fam. I find it. I don't. I don't find it in the same line. Like, I, I ain't wrong. I get the compartmentalizing. It's just like you compartmentalize to be contradictory in this instance. Because to me, it's just like, how can you separate the man from the music and saying that you still even listen to R. Kelly's music because you like his music? But if your kids like Lil Nas X, you feel me, then they they being programmed to be gay. And to me, I just find it contradictory in being able to say, so you don't feel like listening to a child pedophile makes you a child pedophile, but do you think listening to a gay person makes you gay? To me, it's just like that's contradicting. Like, what is this? Is where, but see, this is where, and I guess this is this is how it kind of gets flipped on his head. Yeah, the fact that there's a contradiction is what keeps it in line. You feel me? Like that. That there's constant. None. There are no morals outside of what we want to maintain. Period. Like, and, and again, when we talk about heteronormativity. The morals exist within heteronormativity. So as long as there's a relationship within this vein that can be justified somehow, mm-hmm. you gonna hear that justification, right? You gonna hear it, but you'll never you it, it'll never play out on the other side, right? They'll never look at themselves and say, "I'm defending someone who is known to have sexual relations with children," even though they'll flat out say, "Little Nas X is ruining our kids." They are okay because what I mean, listen, let's go back, let's go back to like you know, what is it psychology 101, sociology, sociology, cognitive dissonance. Yeah, it's easy. This is my core. This is my core belief. I have to maintain my core belief. I can't operate outside of that. You know what I'm saying? That gay shit is outside of my core belief. (laughs) (laughs) And that's literally how they say it too. Like, <laughs> and, and that's why I mean, yeah, that's it, it, it specifically. So I, that's I can't like get... a lack of a willingness to engage in cognitive dissonance, right? Because a lot of us, a lot of people do engage. I mean, and, and they are it's, again, we use the word selective cognitive dissonance because there's a lot of shit we don't put up to until a certain, you know, and then others we like, okay, but we'll deal with it, right? Like you don't steal shit unless it's like a bunch of free pins 
or something. Or like, you know, you don't, you know, that people do it all the time. I don't steal. But if it's like pins or if it's like something you don't feel like people really need, like you take a bunch it. of, look, the Tabasco from Chipotle, nigga, the bus is stacked full of, you like, people go take no, that. Hold on, wait, wait. That's stealing. If you take the Tabasco from Chipotle, but, you're I mean, stealing. but I'm guilty. And y'all in the comments tell me, have y'all ever stole the Tabasco from Chipotle when, you, when they had them out? I used to go get a whole bottle and then have Tabasco for a year and a half at my home because in my mind, I feel like before I look, before I answer any questions like that, I have to look up statute of limitations while I stay <laughs> yeah, in the Because Toya definitely out here dropping it. That's the best thing. It costs 11 cents on the dollar. Like y'all find if y'all want y'all diamond penny back, I'll give it to you. But it's, yeah. listen, there's a comment in the in the chat that I want to get to. Theft reported, and y'all blowing up the chat. I love this. Theft reported said a lot of this. Nope, no, before that, it was a comment before it. I don't listen to his music and say that's R. Kelly. I listen to his music and sing the words. Is there a difference? What is it possible? Like, is that reasonable? Is that realistic? Is that reasonable? Hey, but also to Theft reported, I want to know are you one of the people that believe in the gay agenda specifically when it comes to music and movies? Specifically, when it comes to entertainment, are you one of those people that believe in the gay agenda? Because I think that if you believe in the gay agenda and you also say, when I, I don't listen to his music and say it's R. Kelly, but I hear his song and you sing a song, then I want to know, like, when you hear Lil, Lil Nas X, do you hear an entertainer or do you hear a gay entertainer? When you watch, you feel me, two people kiss on a movie, do you see, you know what I'm saying, two actors or do you two, or do you see gayness? I want to see how consistent are you with your with your logic. You feel me? I find because, a lot because, of folks don't be consistent. Because this is where I'm gonna just keep it a stack, right? And I think what's helped me is the more that we kind of like dig deep and understand like shout out to you, Margo, oppression Thank and you. intersectionality and the you know the role that these things play. Yeah, you know I mean it, it is, and it's funny because George just had a video about this on TikTok. Uh, about people tagging him in about a video where they say black men and white women occupy this similar space, right? The, this thing, like what we're talking about exists on the spectrum when it comes to hip-hop. Let's keep it a stack. When, like, violence against women, you know what I'm saying? Like, degrading women. Um, you know, all of these things exist in various forms throughout the medium, throughout the culture. And it's always to a certain degree, how acceptable do we, are, are we okay with it because we fuck with the music? You know what I mean? I'm will, I can, I can say that there's certain things and certain, like certain rap songs, like like a song like you had, uh, Get Loose by T.I. Mm. I respect women. You feel me? Like, I, I think women should be respected. I think women should, like, like in terms of sexuality, who, mm-hmm. be, who they, all that freedom. Should be respected and have the freedom to do whatever. Get loose, go hard though. I would jam the fuck out. But there, but there are some, there are a lot of people that would say that song is not a song that respects women, right? And because I fuck with the song, there are certain things that I'm willing to defend solely because, even though I know you're right, but mm-hmm. here's the justification. You know what I mean? That's why I feel like we have to draw a hard line at certain places. Because it's already too much that we're justifying. Okay, it's already and I mean, too much that we allow. Steph reported actually is in line with what you just said in terms of they, them answer your question. They said and answer George's question. Actually, I don't hear or see a gay agenda. The videos go too far sometimes because they don't censor them anymore for children. Yeah. So and 
that's so, know, that's, so that's not a gay agenda person. <laughs> you know, I mean, because that's what it is. Yeah. I and I mean, some people are going to disagree with me about this, but this is my personal belief about a lot of what is out. I think that children are just introduced to too much sex. I do. I feel like kids just see too much sex in general. Too many people doing too many sexual things. They don't get a chance to nurture good, healthy friendships. Know people as friends without sexualizing them, without sexualizing themselves in relationship to other people and trying to figure out what are we? How do you feel about me? That's the like, do you respect me? Do you see? Do you give me dignity? Um, in what ways do you try to make me a better person? And be like, you know what I'm saying? We don't spend enough time teaching kids how to do that stuff before we sexualize everything. So I just think kids see too much sex. And I don't know what age I think is right. I don't. I haven't thought that far. I don't have any kids to speak to and claim any stake in that. But that's just my kind of perspective on the issue. Queer, trans, well, not trans, that's a gender expression, but and not a whole different conversation. But um, gay, bisexual, all of those, like, can we just talk about it when I feel like everybody's in a place like dating time? I think when I want my kids to start dating a little bit before that is when I start want to tell them about that. And I think 14 is a nice, like ninth grade is a nice age to go kick it with other you specific? people. You know what I'm saying? So 14, you didn't thought about this. Tell you thought about yeah, shit. I got no keep kids. it together while I talk to it. But all of this to say, yeah. that's kind of where I feel is, is, is in line with what, uh, the homie, uh, that reported is talking about. Cause I mean, it's just, it's, I, it's just too much sex for young folks. I think they think yeah. about wrong, wrong I, stuff. Yeah, I, I do too. I think there's a there's a sexualization that occurs way too early. And again, that sexualization is typically considered okay as long as it's heteronormative, like the little boyfriends and little girlfriends. And yeah, I'm even you know because I have I think my son is is cute as fuck. You feel me? So like I in my mind I'm like it's gonna be a little lady killer, but like it, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't need to be put. It's just like that's what you do. You know what I mean? That's what you do. I can't. I'm, I'm just being honest. This is the chop up show. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just not, not that much left. So it's it's being honest. I need a soundboard. I need a soundboard. All that shit, man. I want to be able. To... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we got to step it up. We got to step yeah. it up. Um, and so you know, I I, I definitely I, I I agree. But I I want to ask y'all this before we uh before we get too deep into it. I mean, we've all seen. I mean, not get too deep into it, but because we got to move on eventually. Yeah, we got to move all on. Seen, this question, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, we've we've all seen um, the uh, Boondocks episode where my like, CP, I got out the way. Head ass. Yeah, right. You feel me? <laughs> and, and and to be honest, you know, ideologically, you still see that battle taking place, right? Like the 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 woke and the educated. You, you know what I'm saying? Versus the cultural and all that other that other shit. You feel me? What do y'all think caused that cultural shift? Because Aaron Magruder was criticizing uh, that, like the, the the relationship that was taking place, but in a lot of ways he was criticizing the way that people was defending R. Kelly, like how they celebrated when he got off, all of that type of shit. That criticism doesn't seem as relevant anymore. Like one, with him being con- like convicted guilty, and two. Like there, there is a there is more of a group of black people that's like that's unacceptable. We can't really rock with you like that. What do y'all think was responsible for like that shift taking place culturally? I think I think that the uh, the uh, intersection or overlapping or Venn diagram, as I'm gonna put it, I feel like the overlapping of people being able to be. Uh, exposed to recognizing like sexual development recognizing like really how pedophilia and recognizing how grooming works and record and also being able to see like man i remember growing up seeing that shit and i don't think it was right 
and being able to recognize just that now the world that we live in, I feel like there was a lot of enlightenment that happened in terms of autonomy and a lot of enlightenment that happened around, I think, sexual violence specifically. You feel me? Like with the Me Too movement, with us being able to have more genuine conversations about, you know, uh, women's, you feel me, uh, 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 really just autonomy, like women's rights, women's sexual liberation, women's, you feel me, like, motherfucker, this is because I'm showing some skin, no mean you can touch me, no mean you, this, that, and the other, you feel me, and just really being able to think about there was an old, old, old culture, you feel me, of people being able to groom women, you know what I'm saying, and just being able to see that it wasn't just a black thing, but seeing that it was literally a Western society. You feel, I ain't gonna say Western society, a world a social, it, uh, social. I mean, but specifically for us, a social it, phenomenon. Yeah, social yeah. thing. Just people being able to go like you old, you twenty one years old. You graduated high school two or three years ago, and you still going to the high school to pick up girls. Everybody, everybody has people to mind that come today. People that come to mind when you say some shit like that. Like, yeah, you graduated in this year and you still around here. This like we have that. You feel what I'm saying? I think that's to me, that's what happened. You feel me? Like to me, the old like 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 the, the overlapping of society think thinking more open about you feel me, sexual violence, and you feel me, people being able to like the public birth private split, all that shit. And you know what I'm saying, uh 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 us being able to like listen to women women more. Toy. Okay, frame the question for me again because I kind of had one answer and then listening to the Lee response, I got something else. So what? Well, just like the shift, right? Like so, culturally, Aaron Magruder was was like criticizing the relationship that Black culture had with R. Kelly, given what he was accused of, right? But now today, that that criticism doesn't seem it's not as um, relevant. Yeah, pointed right because like now you, you do see more of a mass kind of uh condemnation of r kelly sure uh and so what what do what what do you think caused that shift in the way that we as black people felt i mean responded to that a sign of the times you know i think when you make a decision to satirize something the ways that um and and this is where satire it kind of is is weird for me because it has a couple different impacts to it right you have dave chappelle around that time i think and you have aaron magruder eric magruder aaron magruder uh both dealing with in a satirical way something very serious right in the early so, 2000s like exactly this right and so four, there, 2000 yeah and so during that time it's like it's a comedic joke everything is a joke nobody's as serious because we don't have any as many social justice worries in the world right we're making jokes about whitney we're making jokes about a lot of things that shouldn't be made light about and that's a sign of the times but it does satire does what it's supposed to do it takes something serious and makes light of it to turn around and kind of force the conversation about the serious thing in the first place so for some people it did start to facilitate the conversation and open up and bring to like like wow we got Famous people using this as a punchline. It is a big story. It is something we should be talking about. Now we're circulating in our communities as things that we're at least hashing out and talking about. So that's forward in the conversation. And I think setting us up to, like I said, a sign of the times, just what was happening naturally and organically in society. Me too. Women's empowerment always kind of being on the move. Us having conversations about what does and is or is not sexual violence. You know, we're, we're just having more of these conversations socially. But 
Satire also gives people, and this is what I'm going to close it here, the opportunity to laugh at and be very flippant and dismissive about the serious nature of some things. And because somebody in their favorite comedian was able to write an episode that they can always go back to and watch or, you know, do a We show. have that, like, we have that social reference. Exactly. Yeah. It, some people just don't know that the, the joke is a joke, that the joke is not really a joke. Like, it's deeper. Like, they, and that's what comedy is. It's made for people who want to sit at the surface level and get it, but it's also levels and layers to jokes for people who want to think a little bit more deeper. Who want to explore that? Yeah. Some people say at the top, you know, at the top yeah, level agreed. of it, and it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? You open up agreed. a can of worms and allow people to laugh and make light of something that ain't fucking funny. You know what I'm saying? And so, it, it, I, I feel like the relationship between past and present, Aaron Magruder and the times of now, um, are both good and interesting. And you know, I think par for the course is people become more empowered and able to talk about the violence that they've experienced, uh, particularly his victims in this case. Yeah, I mean, the last thing I say about it is uh, I, I agree with what y'all are saying, and, and, and the only thing I'll add is what that led to was more of a discussion of how these things aren't just, you know, episodes of SVU, mm. but normalized everyday violence. You feel me? Agreed. The things that we kind of like ignore and push past. And I think that's what, as, as much as we talk about, we looked at Me Too as taking down powerful men, it was more about kind of pointing out how when these instances and these conversations about vic like being a victim of sexual violence occurred, there was always somebody that we'd like that happened to me too. Mm -hmm. And the conversation shifting from like, like I said, these crazy serial killers, you know, wild, super deviant motherfuckers to nah, it's regular deviant motherfuckers. That, that's, that's really like feeding this beast. You feel me? And, and that the conversation shifting to that normalization is how we we got to this we got to that point. So yeah, right. we go ahead moving forward with George. Yeah, hey man. With that being said, I just want to remind y'all to make sure y'all keeping that same energy when it comes to talking about separating people from, from from music and or talking about programming of children or talking about you feel me the conditioning of different symbols and messages coming from particular positions and because they come from that position, they mean it must be that. You feel me? If listening to R. Kelly, you feel like they'll make you a pedophile or don't push you into being, you feel me, a sexual deviant, then I don't think, you know what I'm saying, you shouldn't have that same energy when it comes to uh, the people of the LGBT community that decide they want to be artists or decide they want to be actors or decide they want to be, you feel me, musicians. You feel me? I think you got to keep that same energy. But with that being said, education is elevation. What's the next shop? Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto.